All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of、uh, Quarantine Diary. This is Kevin. Today,、uh, if you cannot tell, I'm really excited to talk about a new book.、Um, I've been reading it for the last few days. It's called、uh, Mastering the Market Circle, and it's by Howard Marks. Right. So, for some of you that are new new to the podcast, I am.、Um, Very interested in investing,、um, you know, long term financial wellness and whatnot, and、um, Howard Marks runs、uh, probably one of the most well known,、uh, probably not one of one of the most well known, but one of the most consistent high performing hedge fund company called Oak Tree Capital Investment or Capital Management, and、um, he's a billionaire, right?、Um, <laughs> And since like the nineteen eighties or something, he's been read, writing this memo, you know, like dissecting this whole situation at different times. I I read his memo for the last probably few months now, ever since the quarantine. And um, I'm a big fan. I'm a big big fan of his writing style. He's very analytical, and his writing is、uh, very very detail oriented. And you know that's why I I got his book.、Um, It's been putting on on my shelf for the last little bit. I I haven't really been able to go back to it, and、uh, once, um, I listened to his podcast and I was like, yeah, why not? Let's just read his book, right? So, um, marketing cycles or mastering the mar uh marketing cycles. Right, the subtitle is get a get the odds on your side. This entire book is not really about investing, which is really interesting. It's really about. Telling you how to recognize a marketing cycle, and for once, like you know, today is the first day that I want to share this book with you guys. I already prepared like seven or eight different lessons plan, or you know,、um, or the sample dish,、uh, situation that I want to share with you guys. So,、um, yeah, I just feel like it is a good practice for. Everybody doing everything because the ability to recognize tendencies or cycles or,、um, in that sense, habits or creating a habit to go on with the cycles, is actually helping us with doing everything in life. So, I like the fact that this book is not very technical. It's really about learning the marketing cycle. What, like, what does it mean, right? Like, I just I just prepare another lesson last night. About what does it mean from a cycle perspective? Like what does it mean from a mathematical perspective or physics perspective? Right? Like, who, like it's really interesting how the same concept can be applied in different applications and different perspective can be interpreted differently. But we'll get to that. I think that it's going to be a good lecture. So for today,、um, I just want to chat about. What makes you a good investor? Ah,、uh, or what kind of a tendency, or um, or like a what's the term, um, habits or a way of thinking that you you like you should have to be equipped to become a good investor? Or in a sense, what does all good investor have in common that we can copy and we can get it into our brain and then kind of you know go from there? Because I do believe that, because I'm a big fan of studying elite people, whether that be in business, in investing, artists, actor, actresses, performance, right? If I can copy what their way of thinking, if I can copy their habits, and I can be on track to pour to 
put out a similar results or I can get there somehow by adopting their way of thinking. That's kind of like my biggest drive to share this with, with you guys t uh, today. It's really, I want to share how does a investor, how, how does a good investor perceive market cycle? And for those of you that are in China, then it's not going to be applicable to you. Well, it might. But for those of you that are here in the U.S. or in the Western countries that are, you know, developed, but, you know, they don't take care of you that much. <laughs> like if you're in like Norway, then you don't have to worry about this at all. Right. Um, and if you're, you're in China, you don't have to worry about this that much. But if you're in the U.S., if you're living in a Western country where you have to save for your own retirement or you have to plan for your own financial success, it's a difference, right? Like you have to be financial literate enough for us to really get in a sense of, okay, what can I do? How should I react, right? Um, just a little sidetrack because I'm just, you know, on a soapbox today. Um, I got started with a new, new company uh, Monday. Uh, today is Wednesday, I think. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, yesterday, we went through the benefit and then a lot of people don't know what they're doing. Like a lot of people, like they don't really care about saving money. There are actually people in their middle age about to retire, landing a new job and still saying, oh, we are blessed with um, with a good health. I was like, like I didn't say, it, say this out loud, but like, yeah, you should be putting like 500 bucks into your savings or your investment right now where you're not going to retire for a long time, right? So... The earlier we start, the earlier that we can do better. And um, I, anyway, that was a sidetrack thing. But um, okay, <laughs> what are the common qualities for a good investor? Okay, this is by Howard Marks. Um, so first of all, we need to have a technical education, a decent enough education in accounting, finance, economics, business, uh, fundamentals, all on those lines. Uh understandable right like uh warren buffett he reads uh companies uh you know uh, quarterly reports or annual reports all the time and it is dry and it is you know a lot of fluff sometimes but if you want to be a good investor you have to be able to comb through that and really have the foundation for business that is accounting that is how financial work how does time values of money work how does inflation work how does you know uh, oil price affect the uh, microeconomics in the short term along those lines. If you don't have that, then you don't have a foundation for investing. Now, since we're in a, a internet age right now, everything is learnable. I go to Google or YouTube or Baidu or whatever, and then just search um, open classware, right? And then just search microeconomics. And you should be able to get a fundamental um basic understanding of those things that like you don't really need to go to college. Well, it probably would help, but um, we can get that information and, uh, anywhere we like. So in the information age, you know, like you can do whatever you want to do. If there's a will, there's a way, right? Like that's what it is. So first of all, for us to be a good investor, we need to have a technical education in accounting, finance, economics, business fundamentals, along those lines. Secondly, um, they need to have a basic understanding on how markets works, right? We might be able to add a certain knowledge to the decision-making framework or maybe question a few things 
right? We talk about this um, when we're talking about his last memo, right? Like why does a stock market rebound during COVID, right? Like we need to be able to have refined and reshaped views that changes over time. Meaning that in the market or in the finance, there's not much randomness or um, insecurity in a way that we cannot just have one set perspective and then just go along with that, right? No, so secondly, have a basic understanding on how the market works, how supply and demand works. Again, macroeconomics, macro, uh, macroeconomics, you can, you can learn that online very easily and you can take like Ivy League school classes online very easily as well, right? Now, nextly, nextly, next, um, reading the initial building block. This meaning, you know, again, embracing new ideas. And I really want to want to stress on this is you need to be able to read outside of investing. I'm sure there are very, very good investment books out there in Chinese or in English or in German, whatever. But we need to be able to read outside of investing for us to get a broad knowledge base for us to even make sense of what's happening right now. For example, I just finished a two-hour podcast um, on the coronavirus today. Um, do I need to pay attention to that? I literally, I pay attention to the podcast. I took notes. I was learning the difference between stars and MERS and you know what was the origin for the MERS, blah, blah, blah. Do I really need to know that for, for investing? Probably not. But let's say I am doing research on a stock or on a company that... Uh, that are in China or that has a headquarters in um, Abu Dhabi because, you know, they got hit by MERS back in 2012 the most. Then the more I know about this kind of stuff, it's going to help me to further my decision, to improve my decision down the line, right? So this is what I'm trying to advocate for everybody. Please read broadly. But in the beginning, you know, you don't have to. You can start reading comic books, right? Like, you know, graphic novels, whatever those are. And just read a little bit more broadly and then see what you like, right? Like last episode, I was talking about low-carb diet. And then today, I'm here talking about investment for you guys, right? Because that's my interest. So from Howard's perspective, the reason that uh, you want to be able to read broadly, you know, according to him, quoting Charlie Munger or Charles Munger. For those of you that, that don't know who Charlie Munger is, uh, he is the right-hand man of Warren Buffett, right? So Charlie Munger argues that if a person reads broadly, the odds of the investment decision that come out will be better or outperforming others is higher because they have more perspective. All right, I like, every time I get on the soapbox about reading, I go on like forever. All right, next we need to be able to exchange ideas from fellow investor, right? Read the memo. Like, that's why I think it's really interesting that the reason that Howard Marks releases the memo and then you know, he was really giving out his ideas and his thoughts on certain situation. The reason for that is he wants to share the perspective from one investor to another, right? The idea of sharing uh, concepts or sharing perspective is really good for the investment community to grow and progress together. Now, lastly, is to actually do the investing, right? Like just actually get get into it and you know um, experience it like a little bit. Um, 
I myself, I dabble into the stock market, but you know, I I don't really put money in there. I just put a lump sum and I just let it roll and I make de- I make decisions. Um, it has been paid off pretty well, but nothing really to brag about. Um, and for those of you that want to get into investing, I think my recommendation, I can actually talk about recommendations right now because I've done it and I've done re- uh, re- research on it. So my recommendation is, if you're living in the U.S. or you know places that you need to care about your long-term financial wellness, you need to set up on the long-term investments, right? Different mutual funds, different IRAs, whatever. You need to do that. Okay. Secondly, if you're living in China or other places that you know you don't have to worry about that, or it's been taken care of, if you want to just just double into stocks, that's totally fine. But don't count it as a primary income source. You know, maybe toss like fifty bucks in there every month, and then really dive into do research on, on a company before you invest it. Treat it as like a little skin in the game in the uh, stock trading world. In the sense that it's gonna improve your financial literacy. It's gonna improve your investor um, radar. Right? If that makes sense, right? Now, it's very very in, important to emphasize this before I move on to my last point. Is that professional investor? They don't really uh, value outperforming the index fund. They don't really want to push the ROI return of, of investment from like 5% to 12%, and you have a big win. No. In the professional um, investor world, what they're doing is they're actually just trying to do a little bit more better than the average, than the other. Uh, investor, right? So by the end of the day, it's not really like, okay, you work for Goldman Sachs or you work for Merrill Lynch and you're better than me. No, it just really comes down to the perspective and knowledge. How well can you perceive randomness? How well can you predict the future in terms of marketing cycles? And that is what Howard Marks is trying to do with this book, right? Now, last point I want to end on this today is that Warren Buffett thinks that there are two criteria for desirable information, right? How do we get information that is good enough for us in the realm of investing or in not in the realm of investing? First of all, the information has to be important for it to be considered desirable information, right? How much does, does the egg cost for tomorrow? It doesn't really matter for us, like unless you are a commodity trader, right? Secondly, the info has to be knowledgeable info to become desirable. Now, how does he define it? How does Warren Buffett define knowledgeable information? Um, it's very, very, very in, in, uh, interesting is that it doesn't really matter how you define knowledgeable. It just really like, do you know the subject well enough in a way that you can consistently outperform others? Or you can consistently use the knowledgeable Therefore, desirable information lead to outperforming your peers, your professional investors along those lines, right? So if you have enough knowledgeable, quote-unquote, knowledgeable information, you should be able to at least perform better than the average uh, investor in the same boat or in the same market along those lines. So what it comes down to, guys, that's why I'm an investment nerd because I really feel like there are a lot of variable in there that makes it interesting. It's kind of like the game of poker that you can 
be really knowledgeable in one subject and don't really have the experience that's going to hinder your your success. So in a way that it has to be different criteria for different performance, different metrics. So in a sense, the motivation for me to become a better quote-unquote investor is I need to become a broader uh, knowledgeable person. I need to have a broadest knowledge base for us to even come close to make good decision in a, in a investment world, right? For us to really come close to reap that away from investment and apply it to my, my everyday life. That is exactly why I have this podcast. That is exactly why I was talking about food and diet and low carbohydrate yesterday. I'm talking about investing today. So I'm trying to preach what I'm living for. I'm trying to really get this idea out there to make sure that people start reading and people start reading broadly. That's what it all comes back to. You know, if you listen to the, to this podcast long enough, you know what I'm what I stand for and where I stand for. So, all right, that was a long rant on how to become a good investor. I think that's a good name for this. Um, if you like this podcast, please give us five stars and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow for more marketing cycle goodness. All right, guys. Bye.